Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. The block is hot. And we've got someone on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Double A batteries heating up the heating up the phones, the phone line, and everything online. Andrew Alex is joining us on the block right now on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Andrew, what's up, my friend? Strick, always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? Man, listen, it's 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 snowfall out this piece, man. I mean, I don't know what else to think about it. I I, I feel like it, it's not bad. It stopped, but it's snowfall outside. It's a little chilly, and so uh, for you, uh, how are you today, man? What what you got going on? What's happening out out your way? Well, we don't have the snow issues that you have here in North Carolina. It is uh, a little overcast cloudy. That's what the winter looks like, but a cool 55 degrees. I can live with that. I can live with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I wanted to bring you in, man. Obviously, we had that huge super wild card uh, weekend, and uh, (laughs) there there was probably some surprises that came out of that weekend, and then there were some not-so-surprises. Let's start with this one. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, first of all, the Maurer situation, that's one of those situations that like normally if that was in season, you might have seen another kicker the next day. Hopefully you'll get that ironed out because that could have been detrimental to them of moving on in the playoffs. But now Dak Prescott rebounds and has a phenomenal game, but they've got to go out there and face Brock Purdy magic. What do you think about that uh, game out there in San Francisco to start it off? And that's going to be on Sunday, January 22nd. Yes, Rick. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, a whole lot of interesting factors uh, to think about as we look towards this game. I mean, first of all, you're right. Jack Prescott looks phenomenal, shutting a lot of haters up. And I think it's just an emotional rebound game for him and the Cowboys as a whole coming out that very embarrassing loss to Washington in the game where – Realistically, they were giving it their all against the banged-up Washington team. Certainly, their third-string quarterback they lose that game. Dak comes in, exceptional play from him, and really in a game where I, I told you last week, Trick, I, I, I was wrong. I had Tom Brady in the box, given the little bit of momentum that they seemed to have formed offensively, being able to uh, you know at home against Dallas pull what at least record-wise. Would have been an upset. Instead, no contest. Dallas rolls with the only exception being, uh, yeah, Brent Mayer. That's uh, shades of shades of Rick and Keel right there. And then and Keel, the baseball player who, quite frankly, just got the yips. Forgot how to uh, forgot how to pitch. Came back as a hitter a few years later. So hopefully, Brent Mayer is able to have a uh, redemption story of sorts. Uh, you know, I'm no fan of the Dallas Cowboys. If they were to win, I'd like to see them do it on the leg of a Brett Mayer field goal because he is stuck with the team. Like you said, regular season, uh, they might catch a loose, but in the regular season, Mayer was 
pretty phenomenal. He missed more kicks in that game than he did field goals next to points combined all season. Uh, but I like San Francisco in this one. San Francisco's defense just too stifling. The addition of Christian McCaffrey has been uh, seemingly almost worth the price of admission here because the price of admission in terms of what they gave up for him was indeed pretty high. But here's what I want to say about Brock Purdy, right? It seems like every week with Brock Purdy, we add a new but, right? Oh, he had a great game, but the next mm. one is going to be more challenging, and that's the reason why we feel like he's going to fall off. We've been doing that for like a month and a half now. Maybe the kid's just good. <laughs> Maybe the kid is just good. Because if you look at the statistics, you know, one of the, my favorite radio programs of all time is the blind resume test for the quarterback. Take away the facade, mm-hmm. take away your perceptions, and just look at the stats. And if you just look at the stats, you know, you would assume Brock Purdy was you know, maybe even in the same category as Joe Burrow over the course of that period of time. Now, he's not Joe Burrow. Let's not jump the gun here. But he's a good player in a phenomenal situation. I like San Francisco to roll here. I think everyone's going to regress to the mean. Dak probably liable for a turnover or two, especially facing the pressure that he's going to against this Perhaps historically good San Francisco defense in the Niners. Absolutely, um, yeah, and 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 I I really do love what Christian McCaffrey has brought to this team. Now you've got a full strength uh, team on defense as well, with with Bosa getting back into full swing and 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 doing what he does. I mean, the first time he didn't have a sack was last week, but the pressure that he still was able to generate. Um, I think I think this is going to be two defensive lines that are going to get after uh, the quarterbacks this upcoming week. Um, both of them have good feet and have the ability to escape. Um, it's going to come down to and then both running games. Still, I like Pollard. I love the way Pollard hits the holes. And then you look at McCaffrey and <laughs> and what he's been able to do with the time that he, he's uh, he's had since he's been there. So it's like they kind of have some of the same you know, abilities. I still think San Francisco is a little bit stronger. Uh, them being at home, I think would help as well, but this could also help Dak because it seems like he, he has laser focus when he was on the road. I mean, uh, this last game and playing on the road probably took some of that pressure off of him. So yeah, I like that. I would now let's want to move on because, you know, now are we going to be able to see uh, a full strength Jalen hurts? Um, did the layoff, is it going to be effective of him? You know, New York Giants were able to pull it off, and Saquon Barkley is one of the most versatile uh, uh, running backs out in the in the league of this day. What do you think about that that matchup? Yeah, tricky. This is a, you asked me a few weeks ago. In fact, in early to mid December, what the playoff was going to do, Jalen Hurts, and I didn't have a straight answer for you, but we'll find out coming up here on Sunday. But the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles are both teams who I feel like are almost moderately disrespected. And their quarterback kind of at the centerpiece of that. But statistically speaking, Jalen Hurts had a better season in the season that he did play than the likes mm-hmm. of Patrick Mahomes, than the likes of Joe Burrow, than the likes of Josh Allen. But he has yet to, at least in the eyes of the general public, 
be elevated to that level of those elite guys. He doesn't really get mentioned in that same sentence, despite the fact that he did this in a division this season that ultimately sent three teams to the playoffs, and Washington was really on the outside. Right on the verge. Right. Right. It it wasn't for lack of competition that Jalen Hurts was able to succeed. So it'll be interesting to see how the layoff affects him. I mean, if he comes back and he's at the level that he was prior to the injury, I like it. I like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles here. They were able to, you know, pretty easily take care of the New York Giants in both matchups that those two teams played this year. Seems like a little bit of a mismatch. I don't like Philadelphia not having Lane Johnson there at right tackle. But at the same time, uh, it's, I, I just think that. Overall, it's a bit of a mismatch. I think maybe the Lane Johnson factor would come into uh, come into play in a championship game matchup, whether that be against San Francisco or against Dallas. That's when I start to really feel, feel like the Eagles are going to feel the impact there. So I uh, give me Philly in this one. I like them moderately convincingly. But, you know, good on Brian Dayball, head coach of the New York Giants, turning that thing around in a hurry. And good for Daniel Jones who, in a New York media environment where he improved. Oh, gosh. Yeah, just putting his notes to the grindstone, continuing to go to work every day, and putting good for the season, that really solidifies him as someone who is worthy of the position of starting quarterback in the NFL. So, that's yeah. off to the New York Giants, but ultimately I think Philly's got this one. Amen to that. Um, the, on, on NBC, on 121 at 330, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at 14-3, and three, and the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars, who had one of the greatest comebacks in playoff history, um, now they're going to face off. Chiefs by eight and a half. Uh, but the thing with that is the Chiefs are 6-10 and 10 and 1 against the spread. They don't look too good against that spread, 9-9 nine and nine for the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are hot. The Jaguars right now um, in this matchup, you're going to find – that it's Mahomes against the Jacksonville Jaguars um, defense. But in that, he threw for 300 in their last um, uh, facing of them, 331 yards, four TDs. I'm sorry, with TD passes to four different receivers in November. So they already know what to expect out of him. You have a possible, he's going to play. Trevor Lawrence is dealing with a toe issue. Will that affect him in his mobility? Was yet to be seen. We're going to keep an eye on that. But also, the Jaguars have won six in a row and is the first team in NFL history to win a playoff game the year after they finished with the worst or tied for the worst record in the league. So how do you uh, view this matchup coming in? It's trickle. Let me tell you, first of all, I think I speak for the rest of America. I know you guys probably have a good base of Chiefs fans out there in Nebraska, but as for the rest of America, we're all rooting for Jacksonville the rest of the way. So, sorry, Patrick Mahomes, as much as I respect the man. Got to pull for sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, here, because what a story it's been, right? And I don't think the people necessarily wrote off Trevor Lawrence. Like, no one was like, oh, time to give up on Trevor Lawrence in the same way that you know, they're already saying that about Zach Wilson. But I think that for all the hype that he's made coming into his career, you know, number one recruit in the high school, you know, prodigious number one pick in the NFL draft. And year one, with Urban Meyer at the helm, uh, it was UGLY. And I, I think it just goes to show that when you have the right leadership in charge, how much of a difference that could make, even when the roster remains relatively the same. 
and what Doug Peterson has been able to do with Trevor Lawrence in, in just the first year together. And you mm-hmm. see Lawrence develop, you know, from week to week, right? It wasn't something that happened overnight, but there's clearly some in-season coaching going to help this guy get to his, uh, I, mean, I don't think he's near his potential yet, but I think he's <laughs> approaching it rapidly. You look at the statistics over the course of, you know, the basically since week eight or week nine, okay, let's take away the first half last week. Aaron Lawrence statistically the best quarterback in the NFL, right? Minus one half, four interceptions. Obviously, that wasn't great. The credit to him being able to, at the NFL level, with a you know, level of hype and expectation that you have yet to face. You know, right? I mean, I feel like Jaguars games pretty easy to kind of feel like you're going under the radar in the grand scheme of the NFL. But not in the playoffs. Four interceptions, national television, kind of a cringeworthy feeling to it. And to be able to come back and just work that offense mechanically speaks to the team that they have there, the veterans and coaching staff being able to encourage him, but ultimately not only his talent, but his mental fortitude to be able to go that there and, you know, orchestrate a comeback. Uh, unlike much of what we've seen in the NFL playoffs, I'm not going to lie to I went to bed. I went to bed. I had to watch the second half in the morning. I thought that game was over. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't able to go watch that because it was, uh, you know, something unlike I had really ever seen before. Maybe Sands, 2017, the month of February, when that Tom Brady deal with Tom Brady uh, has shown himself capable to do over the course of his career. With that being said, my caveat, if I had to make an educated pick, you're mean to Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think the problem with Jacksonville. I think Patrick Mahomes uh, has been on the stage before. I think the crowd in Arrowhead Stadium uh, is going to play a major factor. Uh, you know, unlike the previous playoff game where Jacksonville was able to do that in front of their home crowd. Uh, so once again, we're going to give a huge round of applause to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are not just ahead of schedule, but they're like three or four stops ahead of schedule right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think absolutely expect that of that team uh, in the future. But I think the era of Kansas City uh, and their streak of AFC championship games does not come to an end uh, when they face Jacksonville this weekend. All right. Last but not least, um, I'll just, I don't really got much to say about it. This is probably the matchup everybody's going to be watching. It's the Cincinnati Bengals against the Buffalo Bills, Joe Burrow against Josh Allen, two of the top quarterbacks that probably are going to be battling it out with Mahomes for years to come for MVP, MVP race conversations. What, 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 how's this going to go down? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, this is probably the most impossible game to predict of uh, every game on the NFL schedule this year. And, you know, obviously the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation was a travesty. And I do not want people to think that I am taking away from that at all whatsoever, because I'm not. I'm so happy that he is okay. But one of the downers, you know, the minor downers compared to the guys overall health is we didn't get to see the preview of this game a couple Mondays ago, because it would have really given us some, uh, some insight into how these two teams match up against each other. I uh, Quite frankly, I don't know. Like Josh Allen seems like he's been inconsistent, but if you look at his overall numbers in terms of interceptions compared to that of Burrow or compared to that of Mahomes, it's like, you know, one or two different, right? In an era where you have these quarterbacks with the big arms and they're pushing the ball downfield, you know, you, you can't expect them to not make mistakes. That being said, as of recently, Josh Allen seemed to uh, – I, I, I – the judgment has been questionable. The judgment is what's questionable, and it's just hard because you look at the game they played in the final week 
of the season coming off of that, you know, great momentum and, and with DeMar Hamlin and all that and the big win over the New England Patriots. And maybe the game against Miami was a hangover game. I don't know. But what I will tell you, Trick, is Tyler Thompson and Joe Burrow are not the same quarterback. You know, Cincinnati's yeah. defense and Miami's defense, Miami, by the way, just fired their defensive coordinator, not the same. If the Bills come in with the, you know, and play anything like they played last Sunday, we give the, I'm giving the game to Cincinnati all the way. Again, this is a toss up, shot in the dark, but the Andrew Allen crystal ball, the fog is separating here. I'm going to take Cincinnati. They've been the hottest team since like the month of September. All right, Andrew Alex, once again, breaking it down. We'll keep our eye on it, Andrew. Thanks again for joining us on the block. We always appreciate you and hope to hear from you next week as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Thank you again for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you, as always, for having me on. We'll break it all down next week. Conference championship. Sounds like fun to me. Go big red, folks. Enjoy your weekend. Andrew Alex, once again, uh, 247 Sports joined us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. we got to take a break right now. We will cross over with DP and the crew right after this, but we got to take a break. Be right back.